Subjects you learn, sports you like, hobbies you enjoy, each of them has its own vocabulary, glossary of terms, lingo, if you will. Anatomy is no different. It has its own set of terms to describe structures in relation to each other, where they are located more generally, and even how they move. If you really master these terms, you can accelerate your ability to hardwire all this anatomy knowledge in your brain. Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast today. Seth Jump here, your professor for Anatomy on the Go. We've got some new episodes coming here soon designed to help you build your anatomy learning foundation, basically from the ground up, so to speak. And before we get started today, do you want a, a free ebook to help you pass anatomy with flying colors? If you do, go to anatomyonthego.com, hit subscribe, and that'll come right to your inbox. Just finish off those few taps on your screen, assuming you are mobile. So today, we are rocking and rolling with some key terms you need to master very well to do well in anatomy. You can use these terms strategically to help you keep blood vessels straight, muscles organized, etc. In the upcoming podcast episodes, you can expect short and sweet, more bite-sized content to help you really get on top of this information. Uh, So here we go. Let's get started. The first terms to know super well are directional terms. These terms are superior, inferior, anterior, posterior, medial, lateral, and proximal and distal. Let's come back to these in just a moment. But first, what you need to do is we need to talk about anatomic position. These terms reference back to this particular position. So you want to picture this position and physically do it later, assuming you are currently using some sort of public transit or driving wherever you happen to be. This position is when you're standing upright, your eyes, knees, palms, sternum are all facing forward, and your limbs are fully extended. For some reason, when I I was learning this, I pictured the movie Dead Poet Society, where all the beloved professor students get on their desk and say, oh, captain, my captain. When I first started teaching in Southeast Ohio years ago, I asked my students to get on the desk as well. Uh, You know, just shake it up a little bit. And I did get a little lucky. Thankfully, nobody fell off the desk, so that was good. But anyway, back to this anatomic position. With this position in mind, let's layer on these terms. Anterior is toward the front. Posterior is toward the back. Anterior structures include the eyes, nose, sternum, belly button, quadriceps, knees, etc., Posterior structures include the shoulder blades, backbone, gluteal muscles, calf muscles, Achilles tendon, and other structures. More terms here. Medial is toward midline. Lateral is away from midline, toward the side. Medial structures include the nose, mouth, sternum, belly button. Lateral structures include the ears, the upper limb, the oblique muscles. And if we look at the limbs themselves, the pinky is medial, the thumb is lateral. The big toe is medial the little toe is lateral. Now let's do superior and inferior. The head is superior, the feet are inferior. If we're talking about two positions relative to one another, superior is toward the head, inferior is toward the feet. The sternum is superior to the belly button. The nose is superior to the mouth. The mouth is inferior to the forehead. Now let's do proximal and distal. Proximal is closer to the point of attachment or point of origin. And distal is farther from the point of attachment or point of origin. 
Therefore, the shoulder is proximal to the elbow. The elbow is distal to the shoulder. Now, why is that? So basically, the entire upper limb begins at the shoulder. Uh, the, sh- the scapula and the clavicle are anchoring to the axial skeleton. So therefore, the most proximal part of the upper limb includes is, is the shoulder joint and the pectoral girdle. So now going further, the hand is distal to the elbow. The elbow is proximal to the hand. You could do this for the lower limb as well. The hips are proximal. The foot is distal. The knee is proximal to the ankle. The ankle is distal to the knee. Now, you can apply these terms proximal and distal in other ways as well. Like in the GI tract, for example, the proximal part of the small intestine is the duodenum. The distal part of the small intestine is the ileum. This is because the very first part of the small intestine is the duodenum. You can apply these terms to blood vessels as well. The blood supply to the upper limb includes a blood vessel that changes names as it travels distally in the upper limb. The vessel is first called subclavian artery, then axillary artery, then brachial artery. So most proximally is the subclavian artery. And then distal to that is axillary artery, and then further distally is brachial artery. Now what about some other descriptive and regional terms? Bi means two, tri means three. Brachium refers to the arm. Therefore, the biceps brachii is the two-part muscle in the arm. In this case, it's the anterior arm. The triceps brachii is the three-part muscle in the arm. In this case, posterior arm. Now, considering further the term brachium and its derivatives, the brachial artery is the artery within the region of the arm, right? Now, it further divides into radial and ulnar arteries. The radial artery is on the same side as the radius, And the ulnar artery is on the same side as the ulna. Now, what about a term called uh, the term femoral and its derivatives? We could use this in different ways and apply it in various ways. So it refers to the region of the thigh. So various structures use this term femoral. The quadriceps femoris muscle group, within that we have a muscle called the rectus femoris. Within the hamstring muscle group, we have a muscle called the biceps femoris. So you see the bi there again as well, and referring to the fact that it's, it's in the region of the thigh. We have the femoral artery. We have the femoral nerve. Well, that is a wrap for today's episode. Hope this short and sweet podcast episode has been helpful to you. When you get this lingo down, you will accelerate your ability to learn and master anatomy. Also, I made an ebook audiobook that will talk you through all the foundational terms you need to know to do really well in anatomy. You can consider that bonus content for episode 54. And to get that, all you need to do is follow the links for premium. And a few taps later, you're good to go. So stay tuned for another upcoming podcast episode, another short and sweet one for some concepts you will use all the time. Also, feel free to send me an email and let me know some terms that maybe haven't quite crystallized in your brain, and I can add them to an upcoming podcast. So until then, all the very best. Good luck with your studying. I'll see you later.